There's uh, uh, finding, helping people find their purpose or find their calling, right? Is a is a huge thing. Um, and one of the things that we did is so actually I I actually hired a psychology expert, right, to help me uh, identify the most common basic human needs, wants, and desires, and then we built ministry-based campaigns around those. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Social Media Church Podcast. My name is Aaron, and I am one of your co-hosts here on the show. And today I am joined by Chris Abbott from the Church Growth Agency. And I ran into you, Chris, uh, a long time ago. You were the first person that I really heard in the church space talking about Facebook ads. Uh, And we were talking a little bit before we hit record here. And you said that that was back in 2016, which it seems like it was even further back than that. It's hard to believe that 2016 people were not familiar with Facebook ads. But Chris is one of the speakers at our very first ever social media church conference. And so uh, we're just really excited to have Chris on the podcast today. Chris, do you just want to introduce, I also found out this is the first time that we've had you on and I can't believe uh, I'm embarrassed. Uh, It's been this long. You've been serving churches for so long, helping them reach more people. Church growth agency, I, I, you know, some people feel some type of way about the growth word, but ultimately we want to see more people encounter the gospel uh, and find a meaningful relationship with Jesus, which happens in community through the local church. And you've been serving the local church for so, so long. But Chris, do you want to uh, introduce yourself to our audience? audience. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, uh, man, uh, what's up, y'all? My name's Chris Abbott. Uh, man, Aaron, uh, first off, thanks uh, so much for having me on here, bro. Super pumped uh, yes. to, to, to be on the podcast. And uh, yeah, so I, I've been doing Facebook ads for churches uh, for a long time now. Uh, and so I have a company called the Church Growth Agency. And basically, we help churches uh, attract more people and uh, get more Sunday morning visitors uh, using Facebook ads and something we call Facebook ministry ads. So we have kind of a ministry first approach. Because uh, I believe that when you do this right, it's not marketing, it's ministry, right? right? And so uh, a lot of um, a, a lot of relationship building is really, really important when you're trying to grow your church. And yes. we can actually use, uh, you know, Facebook and Instagram and other types of social media technology in order to facilitate human interaction and personal connection, right? And if you can build relationships, you can build a church. And so, that's right. uh, man, that's, that's kind of what we do. Been doing it for a long time. And uh, man, uh, man, Lord's really blessed us and having a lot of fun, bro. Yes, absolutely. And Chris, we were talking a little bit, I I want you to drill down maybe a little bit specifically what you're helping churches with. Uh, For one, uh, because there might be somebody listening that needs help in that area. And for two, what you're working on is just so fascinating, very uh, front edge. And I feel like all of the people that we have on here, we have on here for a very specific reason. And that is because they're leading the church in some area or some conversation, or they are in the middle of discovering what that is. Their hands are dirty. We have lots of voices on, and we realize that a lot of our listeners, and I remember, uh, and in some ways I'm still in this season, uh, working for the local church here in Southern California, um, don't have time to do the research, to look into these new strategies, maybe a new platform that comes out. And you're still very much involved in the Facebook platform, uh, certainly in the ad space, but also in, in an area that I haven't seen a lot of churches uh, implement well. And I know that you're helping churches implement uh, this area well, uh, and it's why they're seeing so much growth. But first, before we dive into kind of maybe the tactic, and I know that you're going to talk about some of this uh, at the conference, and so I don't, I don't want you to spoil everything, but... Um, 
And do you want to let people know, uh, kind of before you talk about the tactic, what is this whole concept of doing ministry first uh, before you kind of have that relationship? I, I haven't heard that before. Yeah, yeah. So great question. So I mean, here's the deal. There's, there's 7,755 people that die in the U.S. every single day, wow. right? And most of them don't have a relationship with Jesus, Right. And so like legitimately like that, that number keeps me up at night. Right. It's, it's why I do what I do. Right. I'm sure it has a lot to do with why you do what you do. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I think well, like in ministry, it's it, it's the reason I'm not out there running Facebook ads for chiropractors and dentists. And, yeah. Right. I love all those guys. But but I, I legitimately think about that number of seven thousand seven hundred fifty five people right, are going to die in the U.S. every single day. And most of them don't have a relationship with Jesus. And so what we talk about is using a ministry first approach to specifically Facebook and Instagram ads, um, what, what a lot of people do, right? And this is what we've done for years, right? Is uh, the, the church, like, we'll, we'll invite people to church so we can do ministry, right? And it, it, it seems to make sense. Like, hey, if we can get them in the front door, man, we can get them saved, get them baptized, plugged into a small group or a volunteer team, right? But we invite people to church so we can do ministry. What we did is we flipped that, right? And we said, okay, what would happen if we did ministry first and then invited people to church, right? Nice. And so um, that has completely, you know, kind of changed the game for us. And so... Um, you know, I, I had a, the, the, one of the, one of the very first churches that I, uh, I, I launched this, that was a church plant down in Florida. And we decided wow. to test this about a year and a half ago. And they ended up having 111 families plan a visit to their church oh in six weeks, which was insane. Right. Like, I mean, yeah. that's, uh, there's, <laughs> there's no way we thought that was going to happen, but yeah, church um, plant, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A church plant, right? They're brand new. I mean, they, they went from zero to 205 months, yeah. right? Like they, wow. they, they were, I mean, it, it was, it, it was, it was insane, but, um, you know, and, and, and again, it's a lot of it is just, it, it go, comes back to, it's because when, when you're using kind of an invite model, right? Like if you're yes. putting up billboards or you're, you know, passing out invite cards or anything, right? Nothing wrong with that stuff, but you're, you're basically coming out and you're making it about you. Like, Hey, will you come to my church this Sunday? Right. And people are like, man, yes. I don't know you. I don't know anything about you. You don't have like, there's no, there's no personal connection. You haven't created any value in their life. But when you come in and use some type of a ministry hook like prayer or purpose or marriage or parenting or, right, and you kind of come in there and say like, hey, how can we pray for you, right? It's like, oh, wow. Well, um, you know, my, my, uh, my wife's having surgery next week, right? Yeah. If you could pray for that, that'd be awesome. Yes. Um, you know, and so the, the whole idea came about, Aaron, like we, there's one of the fastest growing churches um, in the nation. Uh, in, 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 uh, in the 1990s, uh, the, the pastor, literally what he would do was, cause he's like, Hey, I'm straight off the streets. And the way he tells the story, he's like, I didn't know any better. Like he didn't know how to grow a search. He would just go to the local gas station down the street from his church and he would just pump people's gas and why he was pumping their gas and be like, Hey man, how can I pray for you? Wow. Right. And so it's like, is the gas station attendant guy want to pray for me? It's like, well, yeah. my marriage kind of sucks. Right. And he'd be like, okay, great. Uh, man, let's pray yeah. for your marriage. Right. And so like, He'd pray for people like, man, he was leading people to the Lord. Right. So every single Friday and Saturday night, you know, he's praying for two or three hundred people at the gas pump. Uh, you know, and this is 1992. Yeah. And, uh, and so some of those people were like, hey, man, why are you doing this? Do you like work for the gas station? Said, oh, no, you know, I passed the church down the street. Right. And it's like, well, what time is church on Sunday? Right. Yeah. So because he did that, like his church just exploded. They grew super fast. They got uh, uh, featured in Rolling Stone magazine wow. and uh, on MTV, you know, back in the 90s when those things yeah. were actually cool. Yeah, um, right. And, uh, hey, I'd you know, take Rolling Stone today, man. I'd take it. I'd take yeah. it. That's that's it. That's it, man. And, and, and you know, but it was, again, all of it came down to he was doing ministry, basically giving ministry away at the gas pump. 
which yeah. you know, and then the natural overflow of doing ministry at scale is that some of those people are going to want to come to church. That's right. right? So we, we kind of took that idea and said, okay, that worked in 1992, right? 2021, they'll probably call the cops on you if you go right. uh, try to pray for people at the gas pump, totally. right? So, so it's like, so we just said, hey, how can we use social media and technology to facilitate that same idea, right. right? We call it the gas station principle. That's uh, right. So that kind of drives uh, everything that, that we've done up to this point. And so we just use Facebook ads to do the same kind of thing. Like, hey, how can we pray for you? And then um, lead them into Facebook Messenger where we kick off a series of automated sequences, yeah. chatbots, um, and, uh, and lead people through prayer and then uh, into plan your visit. Right. And then, you know, they plan your visit. So that way the pastor gets like a uh, you know, right. text message on a cell phone. Hey, John Smith just uh, planned a visit for this Sunday. Yes. Here's his name and email and phone number. Give him a call. Answer any questions he has before he gets here on Sunday. Totally. Um, so, yeah, that's that, that's kind of it, man. We've, we've worked with about 450 churches in the last year and a half. Uh, it's been a wild ride and, and uh, it's, yeah. it's been a lot of fun, man. And one of the things I really like that you pointed out initially, because we have people uh, who are listening who would love to grow their church to 200. We have uh, people who are at 2,000, maybe even 20,000 listening to this, and both strategies apply. I, I'm curious if you can um, – or the, the strategy applies and works for uh, churches that are, are, are green as green gets. They're new. Uh, nobody's heard of them. And it also works for people uh, where there is familiarity with the church. You kind of want to talk about um, just the difference in workload that it takes to maybe put a church on the map per se, or at least put it on their city uh, so that there's a familiarity and, and some, what's someone thinking when they encounter maybe a new church versus uh, encountering an ad from a church that maybe they've heard at least five of their friends talk about and maybe even attend and maybe what the difference is. Just, just speak to those both audiences for a second. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, you know, it's, it's interesting uh, when you go kind of like the invite method, right? Whether, whether it's Facebook ads, whether it's billboards or TV commercials, radio commercials, whatever it is, right? Like when you go the invite uh, method, a lot of it comes down to whether or not someone's ever heard of that church before or has talked yes. to a church that's been there, right? So, so any, like the, the, usually the bigger the church, the, the better the results, Right. So, uh, you know, and so like if, if a church of 10,000 goes out there and puts up a billboard or runs a Facebook ad and says, hey, want to come to church this Sunday? Right. Plan your visit now. Well, like they're going to get a bunch of plan your visits. Right. Because people know who they are. They, you know, they've probably got seven or 21 friends who go to that church or they've driven by it a bunch of times. Right. Maybe they've been to a couple of like events at that church or something. So they're familiar with it. So it's not uh, it's not like an ask out of the blue. But, you know, if you have like a small church that no one's ever heard of that invites you to church, it's like, man, I don't know this guy. I don't know the church. I don't know anything about him. I've never heard of him. Right. And so what happens is, uh, you know, in marketing, they talk about like, like the 18 touch rule. Right. It takes about yes. like 18 touches before you can finally get someone to actually take action. Right. Well, Chris, the last cool. number I heard was seven. So it's incredible how much more touches you need in this day and age because everybody is trying to reach out and grab you. And it wouldn't be uncommon to see an ad go, oh, that like that was weird. You have at least seven. That was weirds in your uh, feed before you're like, wait, maybe I should actually look a little bit deeper into this. So that's just really interesting to yeah. even hear the number of touch points that it takes to go to church. People inviting you has risen from seven to 18. That's incredible. It's, I'm telling you, it's, it's insane, right? But you think about it, right? The amount of marketing messages that we get every single yeah. day, right? And people, and people asking things of you and that kind of stuff, right? Yes. And that's, that's one of the reasons it's, it's such a big deal, right? And so you, you have to constantly stay in front of people, right? Like McDonald's has, uh, has a goal of 50 touches a week, right? Um, 50 touches a week, but their, their marketing budget is also $988 million a year. Uh, yes. Right? So, and they uh, have restaurants on every corner. So on my drive home, they've done at least it. half of that. 
That's that's it, right? So like, so their goal, right, is the man. They want you, Aaron. Like, if you're driving down the road, like they want you to drive by the golden arches. Yeah. They want you to be sitting there, like, and a coworker comes in, uh, you know, like with a McDonald's bag coming back from yes. lunch. Right. Like somebody walks in in the morning and they're carrying a McDonald's coffee cup. Right. Totally. Every single one of those is a touch. Right. And so for a brand like McDonald's right, or Coca-Cola or Nike, great. They can have all those different things. And Facebook ads can just be one of them. But for for guys like us, right, like in yeah. you know, serving the local church in ministry, you know, it, man, that's much harder to, totally. to do that. Right. And so that's that's something uh, so that actually called a reticular activator. Right. So if, if you put your church on on the map for someone and basically put it on their radar, it now becomes a reticular activator. Right. Yes. So it, it's the same way that um, if you go out and test drive like a red F-150, totally. right? Like, you know, like, like you've never really seen a red F-150. Totally. It's like, oh, this would be great. I'll see a lot of red ones around here in my town. Yep. Right? And then like the rest of the week, you're like, I've seen 37 totally. red F-150s. Yes. What the crap? My neighbor has like, one. My neighbor has one. What is yes. going on? Yes. Yeah. That, that's it, right? And it's, well, it, it's not that everyone went out and bought one that weekend, totally. right? It's just that your brain, it filters out all this information it doesn't yeah. need to know. And so, like, it never it never paid attention to red F one fifties. But that test drive became a reticular activator, right? And so, so now it put red F one fifties on your radar, and your brain says, "Oh, we should notice those," yes. right? And so it starts to notice those over and over and over again. And probably if you see enough red F one fifties and have enough touches with the brand, right, with Ford stuff, you'll eventually like want to go get one. It's, right. it's the same thing with church, right? So we need to use and we need to put our, uh, you know, our, 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 our church kind of like on their radar, right? Yeah. And then like when they see someone wearing like a t-shirt at the gym, they think about the church, they, they see someone, uh, you know, maybe someone invites them yes. or they drive by the church or they see a Facebook ad or something like that, right? But that's, that's, the, that's the invite model, right? Where it's just going to take a lot mm-hmm. of touches. And it's just a numbers game. You just have to keep inviting people over and over and over. And eventually yeah. some of them might come check out your church. Right. Like, yeah. but when, and, and, and that's, you know, you invite people to church so you can do ministry. Right. Yeah. But if you flip that and yes. you do ministry, what you do is you actually tap into the power of a personal invite. Right. Yes. So the reason we all know that a personal invite is so much more powerful than everything else out there. Right. Is because like if, if someone comes to your church for the very first time, they walk in. Right. And they might come in and go, uh, man, not sure I like this lobby. Right. You know, and then it's just like, oh, like oh, the, the, the coffee tastes a little funny. Right. It's like, I'm not sure if these chairs are exactly the way I like them. Right. Like, yeah. man, the temperature seems to be at 72 and I sure do prefer 71 and a half. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I'm not sure if I like the worship and it's and they come in with this consumer mentality. But when there's a personal relationship, all that goes out the window. And the only thing that matters is their relationship with the person who invited them. That's right. right. So that's that's why it's, it, it, it bypasses and supersedes all the consumer crap and just gets straight to the heart of the matter, yeah. which is a personal relationship. And so when you go with more of a ministry uh, first approach, what happens is you're now building personal relationships with the pastor, right? So now it's the pastor saying, hey, how can I pray for you? Or, hey, help me, let me help you find your purpose. Or, hey, here's a, a 21-day marriage challenge, right? But now you're, you're like the pastor's giving value and helping you. And so when he invites you to church now, and it can all be done in the same you know, sequence, in the same conversation. It's not like you build a relationship and then six months later you invite him to church. It can all be in the same conversation but the starting point is you helping them and kind of giving them something, doing ministry first, and then inviting them to church. So it, it completely changes the game. You know, we've we've had a ton of small churches no one's ever heard of that have, yeah. have grown their church quickly doing this. And again, it's it's not it's not a magic bullet, right? There's there's nothing, no. you know, there, there's nothing weird about it. It's just that if you pray for a bunch of people or help people yes. find their purpose, you're doing ministry at scale. Some of those people are going to come to church the same way they did at the gas station, right, for that church in the '90s. And so yes. we, we had a church of 15. They've been stuck at 15 for two years. And they grew from 15 to 50 uh, in two months. Uh, wow. We had a church of 60 that came to me and said, Chris, 
we're the best kept secret in our city. He's like, our people tell me all the time, like, man, pastor, we're the best kept secret uh, in town. He's like, I get so ticked because I'm like, that's a bad thing. We shouldn't yes. be a secret, right? Like, then yes. we'll go to church, right? Now, that church is 60. They went, they went from 60 to 110 in three months wow. right, using ministry-based Facebook ads. Yes. And then uh, we had a, a church plant, an art church plant, like 130, right? They kind of got stuck at about, you know, 120, 130. Yeah. And they ended up going for 100, uh, from 130 to 200 in three wow. months. And they broke the 200 barrier in the middle of July, right? Wow. So it's, summer, the, it's yeah. the summer slump. Every, you know, the rest of us, everyone, everyone's going to the beach and the lake and sure. numbers are down, givings are down, right? And they're breaking the 200 barrier. And they had the, the two biggest membership classes of people actually joining their church in July and August, wow. right? And so, and, and again, it was, all of them had run Facebook ads before. They'd all tried doing different things. Totally. But when, when we just flipped it and, yeah. and helped them do ministry first, and they started building a relationship with the pastor, uh, right? Not only does it get people in the door, but they stick because they built a relationship before they ever showed up. Now that's right. Yeah. And it makes a ton of sense to me. And what, one of the first things I thought of in minist when you explained that ministry base first, when I heard that, I was like, okay, yeah, prayer. That makes a ton of sense. We have, we have some churches that are even just running prayer posts. Uh, hey, how can we pray for you today? One of the best po performing posts that you can post in like your church Facebook community group. Um, and, and prayer is easy to do. It's also highly relational because there's generally some sort of crisis that somebody's in why they're needing prayer in the first place. And so there's instant connection. But when you were uh, setting this up, you also mentioned some other things outside of prayer. Uh, so I'm curious, prayers seem natural to me. I'm curious, what are some of the other things that you're doing that is also ministry first uh, that isn't prayer? Yeah. So, so, uh, you know, great question. I think there's, uh, a, a find, helping people find their purpose or find their calling, right. Is a, is a huge thing. Yes. Um, and one of the things that we did, so I actually, I, I actually hired a psychology expert, right. Wow. To help me uh, identify the most common basic human needs, wants, and desires. And then we built ministry based campaigns around those. Right. So, so two of the campaigns that we built were actually on Mazo's hierarchy of needs. Right. Yeah. So if you ever like, you know, took psychology one-on-one oh. back in the day, right. Like, so, you know, uh, I'm a sociology minor uh, and took oh, plenty okay. of psychology classes. So, yes, for sure. You're okay, speaking language, but for those listeners who aren't, yeah, continue. Okay. So there's, there's basically a, a pyramid, right? Abraham Maslow yeah. came up, uh, you know, there, there's a pyramid of, of five different needs. And basically, like every, every need starting from the bottom of the pyramid, every need has to be met on that level in order for them to yeah. ascend up the pyramid to the next level. That's right. Right. And then they keep going. Right. And so, um, so what, what we did is based on that, we said, okay, so we created our, our first two campaigns that we run for all of our partner churches. We basically created them around uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And so like, you know, the, the, the prayer ads are going to reach everyone on the bottom three levels of the pyramid. Yes. So people with health needs, physical needs, relationship needs, uh, financial, or, you know, financial needs, that kind of stuff. Like the, the, that's, that's who, who prayer, they're, they're kind of going through something. Um, but then we, we created uh, one uh, wrapped around uh, helping people find their calling, right, and their, and their purpose. Yes. And that's going to reach everyone on the top two levels of the pyramid, right? So now these are people looking for self-actualization. They want to be yes. part of something bigger than themselves. They want to wake up in the morning and know that they're actually like making a difference in the world, yes. right? And so now you've got two different campaigns hitting two completely different demographics, right? So I actually had a friend of mine has a church in Michigan, and we're, um, he, he started running the prayer ads and, and grew a search. It went from, he was stuck at about 80, right? So he went from 80 to 100 uh, in about four and a half months. So healthy, sustainable church growth. He was pumped, man, we've been stuck at 80 for a year. Yeah. We grew to 100 in four and a half months. This is awesome, right? Then he switched from the prayer ads over to uh, the, the uh, purpose and calling ads. And he ended up going from 100 to 150 in two months, wow. right? And so he, he called me up. He's like, dude, Abo, this is, this is crazy, man. Like, 
He's like, we're reaching a completely different demographic of people than the people that are coming in now from, from the purpose ads and the calling ads are, are, are specifically, uh, he's like, man, these people are, you know, uh, local business owners and entrepreneurs yeah. and they're like executives at companies and they're people with leadership skills. And he said, I'm able to like plug them into my leadership infrastructure then they're helping me facilitate the church growth I'm seeing from the prayer ads. Yes. Right. Which well, he kind of laughed and said, yeah, that's Maslow's hierarchy needs, bro. That's, that's, right. that's how we built it. Right. So, yes. uh, but yeah, so, you know, uh, we, we have campaigns, um, that, uh, that target, uh, like, like marriages, right. We have, uh, you know, uh, parenting and young family, sure. uh, as they kind of, you know, uh, so helping parents through stuff and that kind of stuff. We have uh, entrepreneur and local business owner, um, you know, campaigns that kind of target them. And, know, like and what's happening in those campaigns, Chris, is it like, are they getting an ebook? Are they, are they, you know, uh, subscribing to an email list where they're just getting kind of tips and tricks? Is it like a podcast that you're re recommending or when you're talking about parenting and marriage, yeah. that makes a ton of sense to me. And I would love to to see the church really, I, I can hear the passion in you. I'd love to see the church grow in this season, especially post COVID, um, which some of us are there. Some of us aren't, uh, where we understand that what we're doing is creating content, but actually valuable resources that are adding to people's lives. Again, that ministry first, uh, ideology instead of, Hey, come and see us first. Let's do ministry together. First, you're actually adding something that's of value to their lives, which of course, if it's biblically based, we understand that the world functions off of how God created it. And so, uh, yeah. we understand that our tactics are the best tactics, uh, because they come straight from scripture and they come straight from the, the, the innate design. I mean, Maslow has his hierarchy of needs, but those needs ultimately boil down to what Christ fulfills. And so when we're adding that out into the world, what specifically are you seeing churches give resource wise? What's the tangible thing that these people are getting when they encounter the ad? Yeah. So, so great question. So, uh, prayer is, is really big, right? Like, you know, like, um, yes. just, just asking people how you can pray for them. Right. And you can even ask how you can pray for certain demographics, sure. uh, right? Like, Hey parents, how can we pray for you? Or Hey entrepreneurs, how can we pray for yes. you? Right. That kind of stuff. Uh, but then, uh, challenges are really big. So we actually created like a 21 day marriage challenge, right? We oh, created wow. like a seven day parent, uh, parenting challenge. So people can actually sign up for the challenge, right. And then kind of go through something every single day that's going to make their lives better. And we kind of built everything, that's you know, amazing. based around like, you know, scripture, uh, and that kind of stuff. And so, um, so, you know, those, those are really powerful and then quizzes yeah. are really cool. Right. So you can build quizzes inside, like, and quizzes inside of chatbots are just fun. I mean, quizzes have always been fun, right? That's why I like, yes. you know, Vogue and teen magazine and 17 and all yes. those like, you know, all those like, assessment, like, yeah, yeah, we see what you score, all of that. Okay. Yeah. That's, that, that, that's exactly it. Right. So like what Harry Potter character are you? Yes. It's like what Bible character are you? Right. There's, right. there's all these, all these different, different types of quizzes because they're just fun. Everyone likes to read that. Right. And yeah. so we've, we've built quizzes inside of chatbots before. So there's a lot of different ways that you can do it, but the, the bottom line is, right. You, you basically just want some type of ministry hook, right. That people who are far from Jesus would be drawn to, uh, you know, and then they come in, then you bring them inside of Facebook Messenger, and then you can use chatbots and automated sequences to, uh, and I know the word chatbots kind of, uh, kind of intimidating people don't know what it sure. is. It's kind of like the cloud yeah. when it first came out. It's like, what the yes. heck is the cloud? Where is it? <laughs> Where is it? No, it's a server. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, right. So the uh, you know, chatbots are basically just a series of automated sequences, kind of like a choose your own adventure text message, right? Yes. That lives inside of Facebook. And so based on how people answer, it shoots over a different message to them. Yes. Um, and, uh, and, and so, uh, but you, you can kind of, you know, use those, uh, th those sequences and stuff to just facilitate a relationship. And then you always want to bring in the human interaction side of it. 
right? That's so like right. in our in our, our prayer ads, like we teach all of our churches, like, hey, you need to send an audio prayer to every single one of the people that submit a prayer request, right? Yes. So now they're going to hear your voice using their name, praying for their situation, yes. right? And it's, a, it's what we call, it's our, our three-part conversation elevation framework, yes. right? So wow. basically like you, you, when they first come in, it's like this online anonymous conversation, right? Like they don't know you, you don't know them, but they... They, they, they said, oh, you're, you're willing to pray for them. So yeah, they're submitting a prayer request. But all of a sudden when they get an audio prayer back and they hear your voice using their name, praying for their situation, right? It elevates that online anonymous conversation to a personal connection, right? So now it's never like, hey man, like, like you know, do you, do you know of, uh, man, like, you know, Guts Church, right? And I was like, no, hey man, like I, I, I know Pastor Bill. Right. It's like, oh, man, hey, you know, like, man, like, oh, yeah, like, man, church in the movement. No, 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 like, man, I know Pastor Whitney. He prayed for me on Sunday. Right. Like it's and, and that's what happened. So all of a sudden that church has a face. Right. Dave Ramsey says that people don't do business with nameless, faceless organizations. Right. And that's that's the thing is a lot of times in churches, you know, a, a lot of times it's like, OK, well, we want to make it about the church. Or we want to make it about Jesus, and not about us. That's great. But people who are far from Jesus are about people. Right. And so putting a face to a name. Right. So it's not like you don't want a picture of the church saying, how can we pray for you? Nobody will respond to that. Right. But it's a picture of the pastor saying, hey, what's up? My name is Pastor Chris. How can I pray for you this Sunday or this Sunday? How can I pray for you this week? Right. Like yeah. that's that, that's that now it's it's a, it's a personal connection. And so that's yes. one of the most important things is we, we use technology to facilitate and, and some of the automation. But the whole point of it is 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 to funnel it down to an actual like one on one human yes. ministry conversation. So they're initially encountering this ad with a church, with a brand, uh, or are they, well, I don't want to assume that, or are you setting up a Facebook page for the pastor and they're encountering an ad from the pastor themselves? Yeah. So what, what we do is we, we set up an ad and we actually bypass the website completely, right? Okay. Because, uh, you know, a lot of churches, especially a lot of smaller churches either don't have a website or they're embarrassed to tell people they do have a website. Yes. Uh, right. I don't know if you guys have ever been there. Like I, I, I've been there before where it's like, you have a website? Yes. You're like, mm, no, uh, we don't. Yeah. Right. At least not one we're willing to tell you about. Right. So totally. um, I've, I've been there before. I think a lot of churches have. So uh, we built it so that it kind of bypasses the website completely and we keep everything uh, inside of Facebook, which Facebook likes. Right. So we're not trying to take traffic from Facebook to our website, to a landing page. We're keeping them on Facebook. So it goes straight from a Facebook ad into Facebook Messenger and they never leave Facebook. Uh, right. Uh, same, same thing with, with Instagram. There's some really cool stuff uh, coming for Instagram here as well that I'm, I'm yes. really excited about. Woo in this, in this arena. So, uh, but it's, it, it's, uh, it, it's essentially just uh, a Facebook ad that goes into messenger, right. Nice. And it's just kind of like a one-on-one -on -one conversation. And that way you don't ever have to go to your website and compete with page load speed times or internet totally. speed or conversion rates or design architecture or anything. Totally. Like that. Yeah, that's, that's great. So we've been alluding to it this whole time. Uh, and this whole idea of a chat bot and utilizing messenger, uh, you guys heard the podcast that we had. And if you haven't, you need to go back and listen to it. Uh, Nachi Lazarus coming on talking about the importance of WhatsApp. Um, and Nachi talking, talked about that at our, our conference. Uh, but Chris, I'm wondering maybe just uh, without going too far into it, because I know this is what you're contributing. Um, just uh, the conversation around the power of messenger. And it's not just about having a bunch of comments on the posts that you're doing. It's not even necessarily about the posts that you're doing. Or in your case, you're even talking about it's not even necessarily how you're getting them to your website. Um, but what what's the power of yeah, that one on one and even how to what you're seeing leveraging AI technology to kind of handle yeah. those first interactions uh and then ultimately leading them to a real human connection via messenger but just yeah the power of messenger i don't think we're talking about that enough uh within the church 
Yeah, so I mean, me Messenger is huge. I, I, I personally believe that like chatbots and Facebook Messenger are the future of ministry, yes. uh, right? Like, it, and, it's, and it's one of those things that, um, that it, 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 no one's really talking about right now, yes. but it, the, the, the messenger is so powerful, right? I mean, uh, Facebook has even come out with like a kid's messenger. Uh, like, you know, wow. this is like, like my nine-year-old son, that's how he communicates with all his like friends. Totally. Like, when they're like, hey, let's jump on to play Fortnite. Yes. Right? Like, like they don't have This phones. is freaking people out, by the way. Uh, this is one of those conversations that's like, I, I know there's resistance. So just, I'm going to have Chris talk to you at the end, but just <laughs> hang in there, keep listening. I, I understand the fear of, because you're almost feel like I'm deferring something that needs to be done humanly uh, to a bot. And that's why I like and trust about your philosophy, Chris, is that it's not uh, the entire process, just the initial. So, so keep going. But if you're listening a little bit nervous, you're getting a little bit of cold feet of like, I, I just, I, I'm out. I can't do this. Uh, just, yeah, listen in, listen in, because this is really important. Well, yeah. So, I mean, messenger, like the, it's, it, it's all about like conversation and it's back yes. and forth. Right. And so, so then, and the cool, you know, you can, you can send, uh, you know, pictures and videos you can send audios, right. There, there's all, all different types of ways that you yes. can use messenger. Um, but in a, in a ministry context, what's great is we can have one-on-one -on -one, like personal ministry conversations, right? So someone who probably wouldn't comment on like a Facebook ad or comment on a Facebook post if you said, how can I pray for you, right? But those people will like pour out their life story inside of Messenger, right? Or they'll let you know exactly what they're going through. And 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 because it's online, like, like kind of shields are down, right? It's like one thing, if you're like having a conversation with someone, they don't want to tell you all the dark stuff, right? But like, uh, or, or even that they're struggling financially or something, right? Yes. Like, or, or they're embarrassed to admit that they have problems in their marriage. But like inside of, inside of Messenger, like when you're having like an online conversation, People, people will open up and they'll tell you things they wouldn't normally tell you in person, right? And these are people who are, who are, are unchurched, are far from God, people that are living in your city. We, we've seen people, and this happens over and over and over, Aaron, like we, we've seen like atheists and agnostics who will reach out for prayer, right? Because yes. literally like, well, it can't hurt to have a pastor praying for me, yeah. right? And if they're going through enough stuff, they're willing to do that. I mean, we, we had a church in, in Montana where uh, one of the guys like saw like the, the prayer ad or whatever, and he just wrote, yeah, right. Right. It's like a comment. Right. Like I was. And, and so the pastor, rather than like block him or something like that. Right. Or or try to debate him or anything like, you know, he had enough wisdom and discernment to go, wait a second. This guy's just hurt. He's going through something. Yeah. Right. So he just said, hey, man, I'm going to send you a DM. Right. So he jumps into Messenger and he shoots him a message and just says, hey, it sounds like you've been hurt by the church. What happened? Right. And so the guy's just like, well, this happened and this happened and this. Happened. Right. And just and just like talking on this stuff. Right. And, and and that pastor just said, man, I'm so sorry that that happened to you. I want you to know that the guy who did that to you did not represent Christ. Well, wow. uh, man, that's not what the gospel is all about. That's not what Jesus is about. Um, man, would you like to come to church on Sunday? And the guy was like, uh, sure. Uh, right. Like he came to church. Wow. He brought his wife and kids. And they ended up uh, like getting saved, getting plugged into the church, oh started serving. And then here it is now where this is almost a year ago. And so the pastor actually just called me up here a couple weeks ago and said, man, so the craziest thing happened. So they had, I think it was like a one-year-old daughter who was born with like half a lung. And so like literally they were going in and they were getting ready to do surgery for this thing and everything. And so they, they brought her in and they laid hands on her and prayed for her. And when they went back in, right, the doctors just said, we have never seen this before. Her lung grew back, oh right? Like that doesn't happen. Lungs don't grow back, right? But the power of prayer is, you know, her, her lung, she was completely healed, right? This one-year-old little girl didn't have to have the surgery, didn't have to go back, right? Doctors didn't need to see her. It's like, yes, she's healed. We can't explain it. We don't know what's going on. Right. So he was just telling me, he's like, Chris, 
That never would have happened if we hadn't run the prayer ad a year ago, right? And I had reached out to this guy. We had had a conversation through Facebook Messenger, yep. and I invited him to church. He came to church. They got saved. They've been plugged in for a year. Now it comes time for surgery, and because he's got oh a church gosh. family, we laid hands on him, and his one-year-old girl was completely healed. That's and it's incredible. all because he took time to have a one-on-one -on -one ministry conversation through Facebook Messenger. Wow. Isn't that incredible? And, and just somebody that you wouldn't... He, that guy's not going to have that conversation. He's not going to go walk into your church building, uh, stop on the side of the road, walk into your church building, into your office and tell you that conversation. But he will uh, through Facebook, Facebook Messenger uh, in there. And like you talked about Instagram, like it, it, we're talking about Facebook right now. But the reality is that what's happening in the DMs and what's happening through text messaging. And it's why we're encouraging you guys to get it to that point. Uh, because those that, those personal one-on-one -on -one interactions are everything, and ultimately, it's not brands uh, that change lives. It's people uh, with the Holy Spirit indwelling them who are going out uh, and introducing people to Jesus, uh, having these conversations, seeing this life change. That's really cool, Chris. Uh, maybe just as we wrap up here, uh, speak to um, – the person who is a little bit skeptical about utilizing an automated system or yeah. uh, having the appearance of even an automated person, just kind of put them at ease so that they can elevate and amplify their ministry by not being scared of it, but being able to lean into it, It'd shift the light of the, the stigma of the AI and the fake and all of these things. And even like uh, some of the deception that can happen with AI uh, just speak to that uh, so that people aren't ruling themselves out of maybe how God wants to use them in their ministry. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, the first thing I, I, um, I would say is Simon Sinek says this, excuse me, right. He says, uh, people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. Yeah. Right? People don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. So you being a pastor or just being in ministry, right. Like, especially like unchurched people, it's like, Okay, right? Like that, that, that doesn't really register. But for you being able to like actually share your heart and why you do what you do, that like that that's that's going to change people, right? So like, man, you said, man, I, I just I, I want to help people. I believe the Bible's a better way, man, yes. right? Like, I, and you know, and 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 sharing scripture, right, and that kind of stuff, and being able to bring people in and, and disciple them. But just just sharing your why, right? Sharing a story or something like that. When you can do that. Um, it's going to change people, right? And they're going to buy into you, which now opens them up for you to be able to share the gospel, right? But, right. but they have to they have to buy into your why first, right? So, yes. um, and, and and so one of the best ways to do that is with social media, right? And specifically being able to have a conversation. So, like, yeah, there's like technology can be super intimidating, right? Even the word chatbot is like, what the heck are we talking about totally. here? Like, like robots that have conversations, like, no, that's not what it is, right? But but the automation and all that kind of stuff, all it does is help us facilitate uh, human conversations, right? So Ryan Wakefield has a great quote about this, and I'm going to botch it, right? Like, I, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know exactly what it is, but he says something along the lines of the only reason technology exists is to facilitate human conversation, right? Or something like wow. that. And it, it, it's probably way better than what I just said. Like, he's, yes. he's much more well-spoken. Um, but it, it, it's basically that, right? The only reason we're using technology and social media and chatbots and all this sort of stuff is to bring it to a, a human interaction, a, a, an actual conversation. And so that's, that's one of the, the most important things is if you can, if somebody can connect with you on social media and then have a conversation with you online, right? Then you have a much better chance of getting them to church. And now we're tapping into the power of a personal invite, right? So, um, and, and I think I think that's that's one of the most important things. Tom Rainer says that um, if a uh, if a church fails to learn how to use social media effectively, it's like a missionary moving to a country and refusing wow. to learn the language. 
right? Wow. If, if, that's if, powerful. That, that, that's it, right? I mean, it's... it's One it, more it's, time. Um, One more time for the person that was not listening that needs to hear it. Say that quote again. Yeah. So, so if, if a church fails to learn how to use social media effectively, it's like it's the... Uh, sorry. If, if a church fails to learn how to use yes. social media effectively, it's the equivalent of a missionary moving to a country and refusing to learn the language. Totally. That's right. right? It's, in, in, in 2021, that's, that's what it is. Social media is our language. Right. And so we don't all have to be super techie and that kind of stuff. Right. And there's different ways to like kind of kind of figure it out. Right. So, man, if you're if you're a small church pastor, you're not very techie. You don't know what to do. Right. Go, like just try it out. Like create create an ad that just goes into Facebook Messenger. Don't use chatbots. Just have people like say, hey, do you have any questions about God? I can answer. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, like I, I guarantee if you run an ad that says, hey, have you ever wonder why bad things happen to good people? Well, right. let's talk about it. Click on the link below and ask me your questions. Right, it's like right. Your, your inbox. You're gonna have a ton of people who yes. want to have a ministry conversation. Now they're open to the gospel, right? Okay. And so, um, so you can use questions that way. You can you can use prayer. You can use uh, you know all, all these all these different types of ministry hooks. But the most important thing is this: all you're trying to do is is get people to go from Facebook into Messenger, so you can have a one on one ministry conversation, wow. right? So it's it's kind of the equivalent of you could you could roll up on a neighborhood and you could knock on every single door. Right. And you could uh, you could you could try to, like, you know, shove Jesus down their throat or try to witness to him and try to get him saved. Right. Take him down the Romans road. You, you could you could do that in an entire neighborhood. Right. And you might reach a couple of people. But with a ministry first approach. Right. It's kind of like driving to the middle of the neighborhood and then holding up a sign that says, how can I pray for you? And then all the people that want prayer come out of their houses. And they come to the middle of the neighborhood where like and talk to you so that you can pray for them. Right. And it's and it's like so it just flips instead of you going out trying to like, you know, yeah. jam everything down people's throat. Instead, you're just holding up a sign saying, how can I pray for you? Right. And everyone is coming to you. And now you can minister to the people that actually want it. Yep. That's right. Wow. So powerful. Chris, I'm so excited uh, for you to contribute more specifically like the nuanced uh, version of how this goes. We're going to dive deeper into this as Chris contributes uh, his talk to the very first ever social media church conference. Chris, I'm just really glad. I uh, can't believe again that it's been this long uh, and we haven't had you on. I'm glad you're here now. No time like the present to start. Bro. Uh, yeah. Just thanks for joining us today. Any, any final words that you have? Man, the, the, the biggest thing um, I, I think is just, um, I mean, is, is just remembering that uh, ultimately, I think one of one of the, the the most important parts of trying to grow your church or any any type of endeavor, right? And I'm pretty sure I'm stealing this from Ryan Wakefield too. Uh, nice. So shout out to, to Wakefield. It's but, okay. Ryan's speaking at our conference as well. It's okay, going to be great. Okay. <laughs> I, I steal everything from Wakefield. He's a good friend. Yeah. He's absolutely brilliant, right? So, um, but like like any any type of church growth endeavor, right? Whether it's you know, you're diving into technology or social media, anything like that, right? The the most important part is just is is to to start with a with a foundation of prayer. Right. And so like just just going into it prayerfully spending time. Yeah. Right. And I think most people like who are, who are trying to grow their church or reach new people are praying anyway. Yeah. Right. But just remember, like just the power of prayer. Right. That's Mark right. 11, 23 says, assuredly, S.A.D., whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things that he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Right. So not just praying for God to move the mountain, but speaking to the mountain and commanding the mountain to be moved. Right. right? Because we we have that authority on the inside of us. And so just remembering that. Right. And, and just knowing that, like, you know, I, I personally believe we have a moral obligation to figure out social media technology so That's that we can reach people with the timeless message of Jesus. That's right. That's right. It's, it's almost uh, as, as I'm thinking about it, uh, to, to emphasize your final point here, uh, it's almost it's not like you're going into a nation or refusing to lose uh, um, 
learn the language, it's almost like you're refusing to go into the nation, uh, which is scarier. Uh, and so let's not refuse to go into the nation that needs to hear about Jesus. Uh, and we know plenty of people because we see it every day on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, everywhere that need the love of Jesus and the good news of Jesus. So Chris, thank you so much for being on. I can't wait to hear uh, how you dive deeper into bots uh, as you lead us into the future. And uh, if you haven't yet signed up to go to the Social Media Church Conference, very first one, you can head to socialmedia.church slash conference find out who else is going to be alongside Chris that we didn't have time to get on the podcast before this thing releases in just a couple weeks. Uh, but make sure that you're there. And we really believe Nils and I are so passionate about it. And, and the speakers who are joining us are also passionate that when you lean in, when you just take the time aside to invest in these things and in these tools and in these proven tactics of amplifying the gospel through your ministry uh, that you're actually going to see that happen and see that play out. And so we're putting something like this on. And the reason that we put out a free podcast is because we really believe that your amp your ministry can be amplified through the use and best practice and strategy of social media. And we're here to deliver that to you. We've put all that together into one conference. We're really excited about it. Uh, you're going to learn how to utilize things like a chat bot to advance your ministry, to have personal relationships for real life change. So uh, if that doesn't have you excited, you might as well turn it off. Uh, and this is not for you, but I know that there's a lot of you listening right now that are excited. Go reserve your spot today. Uh, and we will talk again really soon. Again, my name is Aaron. I was joined today by Chris. And this is the Social Media Church Podcast.